0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben and thank you for joining me. This is my team into round eight. A big week last week, some big mess ups, let's put it as that. Um, Shout out to splashvodka.com.au. Go check out some nice splash vodka there. This is the orange and passion fruit flavor, probably my favorite actually. 79 calories, 0.9 standard drinks and a little 250ml Quite nice uh, and refreshing. Go check them out there as well. SC Insider 100, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also go uh, all of the audio platforms as well. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. We are everywhere. YouTube, please do like, subscribe. Half of the people that watch this, don't move on. Like, subscribe, put on a little notification so that way you can find out, get notified when Swizz does his, when Chris does his, and also our, also our weekly podcast as well that gets together and talks all things footy, Thank you for everyone on the journey as well and tracking this progress and for all of the love that we've been receiving, particularly the comments on the YouTube as well. Loving life. Things are really starting to kick off and boom. So really appreciate you. Just wanted to shout out to each and every one of you. Um, Yeah, so really appreciate you there. So the week just gone, 2,508 now. You would think that that is an absolute monster score. A lot of people had really big weeks last week. So I only went up. 15 places. Now, this would have been a lot better if I stuck to one of my scenarios. Now, last week we sort of toyed up for the fact on hey, like I'm thinking about, um, I was kind of going a different scenario. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go Gorn and put a VC on Gorn. So thanks for those that followed me on that one. Pretty simple. But Gorn was definitely a big in if you had Grundy. So VC there. So that really did help set me up really well. And I was also looking at Parker. So I think I was looking at uh, A rookie in and going for Parker and going and getting um gone. Now that was pretty much one of those scenarios. Now I was going to do that knowing that this week I could have got Curtis, I could have got Dempsey, etc and kind of look at it that way. The issue was is that Dempsey did so badly that he kind of ruled himself out. So then in my head I'm like, "Oh, like this was on a Saturday. I'm like, oh crap, maybe I need to kind of go in and get in a roses and pass on Parker and maybe Parker goes up maybe five ten thousand, ten thousand, maybe he goes a hundred or less and I can just get him anyway. Now that was my train of thinking. In the end it cost me about thirty five, forty thousand dollars, which is really painful, but particularly the points on field because remember I was talking last week about the strategy on points on field matters, extra premiums on field matter. So the difference was I played Rosa on field for a week. Now it wasn't really his fault. He got up the ground a little bit and kicked an early goal. But he had IQ on him. So, Quaynor from Collingwood, who's extremely quick, who's extremely dynamic, who's been in the system for a few more years than he has. So, he was all over him. Um, Not Rose's best game. I'm hoping he keeps his spot and all the rest of that. Hobbs, I wish I just didn't have Hobbs for weeks ago, and it would have solved so many problems. Um, If only I knew Rose's didn't have a long-term calf injury, that would have been much better for me. So, I would have much preferred to have two premiums on field last week because I felt with Grundy being out that people were just kind of replacing him and if if I brought in another premium that could really get me more points on field, that would have been 100% true and accurate and I wish I did it. I literally wish I did that and that was probably a real big mistake. Parker went absolutely huge because I wanted him. Got 150, so pretty much I lost 102 points, I think, or something close to that based on what I could have got. So I should have gone 26-10, which would have been huge. I would have gone up a lot of places, but in the end I went up 15 and kind of stayed where I am. So that's the issue. Everyone else is going to be getting Parker in this week. Anyway, he's the most heavily traded in person this week, basically, so I'm not really going to gain any points on my opponent's. Everyone outside that 500 is going to get him anyway. Anyone inside that top 500 are going to get him anyway. So basically at this point in time, it's kind of a negating factor. I need to get in Parker because everyone else is going to get him in and I want to keep my advantage on the opponents and I want to kind of try and negate that from those that are ahead of me so I can try and make other moves elsewhere. So it is what it is. I'm a little bit upset, but it's it could be a lot worse. Um, the other train of thinking that I had is like Horn Francis. I was like, okay, so his break in was fairly high, but... It, in deep down inside, you kind of get this feeling like, but, you know, I didn't have to trade him. I could just go to the, to play the safe route. I'll, I'll make $300,000 cash and I can then invest that to really assault this week. So it was, it was basically all about this week. I want to make moves this week so I can bring in roses. I can then see Horn Francis for another week because if he went big, if he went 100, all of a sudden you're like, okay, like this is looking pretty good. I can go Horn Francis. Uh, he can stay a little bit longer now because he's actually going to generate more cash and I'd be the guy that dumped him and he's about to make another 50. So, That was one of the other things I'm like, maybe I'll just give him a week, see how he goes. And now his break-even's actually dropped. He dropped a little bit of money, but he's still going to be making some money from this point forward. But again, it's that same dilemma. Dixon will be the number one ruck for um, West Coast, right? So I kind of, I would like to keep him because he's that only ruck and he probably goes 70 or 80 and probably restarts his cash generation a little bit. But again, you know, when chasing the overall points and chasing that chicken, you know, chasing the, the points there, To try and you need points on field, you need premiums, you need to try and make upgrades where possible. And that kind of sometimes comes at the sacrifice of a little bit of cash generation from rookies because you want to get a premium in earlier. I learned that lesson last week. I should have done it last week, but I was trying to do it this week. And in the end, it kind of cost me some options because I should have had about uh, $600,000 for a midfielder um, and getting in Parker or around those marks. And basically, I've got $565, which kind of limits my options. I was looking at Petracker anyway, so that's kind of what I'm thinking this week. So there's my team. Value at $12.5 so I'm not too bad. I am sitting pretty in the trade factor, though. Remember, I started Proust, so for those that have kept me for the the whole journey, I started Proust, so I didn't have to bring him in. Uh, I started... I had to bring in Martin, obviously, but I started Brody, which worked out well. Um... I started O'Driscoll, which, which started off well for me. Whitfield is a big pain in my ass. Played forward, scored pretty well because they he kicked three goals. He's not going to kick three goals every week. A 95 is literally not going to happen all the time. He did look better, though, and um, he is someone that I am definitely looking at getting out of my side, but at the moment it's just about opportunities. Once I get some of these rookies off field, he's pretty much the first one that I'm looking at getting rid of. Ideally, I'll probably go Whitfield to a premium midfielder, which would be probably better off because I do have... Uh, five premium defenders. Premium loose term because obviously Whitfield sucks. So that's what I'm looking at. Cripps is back in. Uh, Hewitt was out for a week, so that kind of... Uh, that's why he's got the C on him right there. Uh, basically, Neil should be everyone's VC or C. The one thing I am looking at for strategy is the fact that I don't really have a loophole option. Now, Hobbs, after a 13, probably gets dropped. They keep losing, this, so I imagine they sort of keep playing him. He... uh. Did okay early on. Must have given away a 50 or something. He went like minus six. So he went absolutely minus. And once you start the first quarter in the heavy negatives, it's really hard to kind of boost your way out, especially if you don't accumulate the ball like you could. So he was very underwhelming. He could be my loophole, a very expensive loophole that probably comes back in later in the season. It It is what it is. I, I am not too happy. If I had have seen his horrible... Um, second score, I wouldn't have brought him in. It was pretty much the whole roses scenario, and the fact that I was already locked, all my trades were already locked, so all I could do was bring in another rookie or hold roses. I should have just held him. Um, the fear of the unknown, hey. So that's it there. I've got 26 trades left, so I am sitting really good considering the fact that when we have a look at my team, I've got McCartney and DeKoning making cash on the bench. I've got uh, Horn Francis who's got cash. McDonald will probably make a little bit more, and I'll tap him out for hopefully a 102k. Uh, player, so to maximize that there, Hobbs again, don't get me started, Hayes will chip away and make a little bit of cash until I can get rid of him, Dixon is one who could make some more money, but he's 250000 so he's got a little bit there, and Mead as well, now, Mead is someone I'd like to try, and if I was going to get rid of these players, now, McDonald and Mead are two, I'm trying to look for a supplement player, or someone who's $100,000 if I can, because, and that includes a possible loophole option, if, if say, Hobbs keeps playing for some weird reason, Surprise, surprised he wasn't dropped last week, but anyway, um, I wish he was after that horrible school. The, I want to try and maximize cash. So if I can get $100,000, then I can use that for another player. So I've got some pretty good players here. Roses, hopefully, still keeps playing and chips away, and that's another option there. But I want to get Odriscoll off the field if I can. Uh, I want to get Roses off the field if I can, because they're pretty much my biggest liabilities at this point. Right, so the rest of it, like Whitfield I can deal with, he'll go 70 to, or you know, 60 to 100, but it's better than these rookies, which is why he's kind of on the back burner on my team. He's kind of plateaued a little bit with his price, so I can't see him losing much more from here. Uh, What's his break even, it's probably like 80 or 90, 92, so he's kind of plateaued, so he can kind of sit there at this point in time. He's not going to get much below 400 and I can easily try and you know, throw a little bit of money on him to get him to an actual premium, ideally a midfielder where those points are. So I'm kind of holding on to him at this point just for now until I get these other rookies off the field. And uh, again, I'd rather hey Whitfield instead of Roses, which you know points matter. So for me this week, I'd like Dixon, but I'm thinking about getting rid of Dixon. I'm thinking about getting rid of Horn Francis, who also has a pretty low break even, 58 And Nod, who's got a break even at 77. So, O'Driscoll plays North Melbourne, so he could do really well. West Coast play Brisbane, and Dixon's probably a little bit more mobile than Big O, right? So, he's probably not going to get many hit outs, but he he competes hard, so he might actually do really well as the number one ruck. So, Dixon could go 80 to 100 this week, right? Nod could go 100 this week. The issue with uh, O'Driscoll is the fact that he's a little bit up and down. He had a couple of 100, yes, but he got a 47 against West Coast, So he's very up and down, and I don't have a loophole on that bench. So pretty much I'm looking at playing him or not playing him. I'm not going to take McCartan over him based on the fact that O'Driscoll has scored 200s and these other boys haven't. So it's that real risk factor that you take that you might get 100 and you might be lucky for this week and you might buy a bit of time, or you play him, he goes a 50 again, and it kind of sucks your scores out a little bit more, and then you lose money and you have to trade him next week anyway. So I didn't bank $341,000 and pass on Parker last week just to play it safe this week. Otherwise, I'd be really screwed. So I need to keep advancing. I need to use this money. And if I can use this money and make basically some downgrades, I should be able to then upgrade and have two more premiums this week than I did last week. And that's what I'm kind of looking at. So what I am thinking of doing is being a little bit aggressive and getting rid of Dixon. So Dixon can get out of my side. I'm looking at getting rid of Horn Francis based on a price point of view. And I'm looking at, oh geez, I've got to do the whole plus thing. Trade boost. Let's use my second trade boost. Horn Francis out. O'Driscoll out. And again, I'd like to get rid of Mead, etc., but they're not going to get me a premium that I want. So sometimes you just have to cut the fat. Mead, McDonald's. Maybe McCartan or depending on how these players go, pretty much next week I think I'm looking at bringing in a couple of those other rookies that are on there like Carroll and a few others. I'll probably spend some money there. And uh, maybe Hamilton even just based on that price point of view. We'll see how they go this week. And um, so one, two, and who's the third? Dixon. Now the reason I'm thinking these three is because they have quite a bit of capital I can get two premiums with them, so you need to kind of go some of those more expensive rookies. And at the moment, I'm only really trading one player that's on field. So, Kos can go Bagroff into defence. In that midfield line, I'm looking at bringing in, going a little bit early on Clark. Going Clark early. Bringing in Petraka. Just based on a price point of view, five hundred sixty thousand. I really, I'd rather Mills, Steel, and Lead. But the issue is that price point of view, five hundred sixty thousand for a guy who finished really strong last year, who has a high ceiling and probably goes one fifteen to one twenty for this year. Anyway, I think he's a no brainer at that that price point. Plus, they're about to play like West Coast and North Melbourne as well, so he probably kicks an absolute bag. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, and the last one is uh, obviously Parker. So, so that way compared to last week. I've got two more premiums. I know I'm going early on some of these other rookies, but again, when you look at the end of the day, I've got these premiums here. The reason I'm looking at going Clark a week early is because I'm already looking at Carroll, possibly say a um, Hamilton next week or one of these other players. So I I did consider trying to, you know, this week and going, um, bringing in another player. So I was looking at Curtis, right? and then putting sort of Mead or McDonald in his forward line, you know, and that's okay, but then next week I might have to bring in, so say Hamilton goes really well, then all of a sudden I'm stuck, I have to go go Clark, I have to go Carroll, I have to go Hamilton next week, and that's a triple downgrade, whereas if I go Clark early, a lot of people are going to do that anyway, a lot of people are probably going to actually have him on field, right? So I'd get rid of the E on there. The other issue is I don't really have a loophole player. Mead probably doesn't play, but they're first up, so that kind of sucks. Hobbs hopefully gets... Well, I'd rather he plays, but if at least he's dropped in, that provides me a loophole so I can then loophole Neil into Gorn. Otherwise, that's going to cause a bit of an issue for me this week. Um, and that's what I'm kind of considering. Now, yeah, Clark going early, frees up some room for later, and I can then definitely go Carroll because I think he's best 22 next week. Hopefully Hamilton and all these other players on that fringe and see how they go there. And look to be aggressive, so I'm looking still to be aggressive for the next couple of rounds. I've got 23 trades, and now when we talk about that whole scenario about not having many rookies on field, I've got Martin who's averaging uh, really well, like 91. So uh, not, uh, you wouldn't even call him a rookie at this point. He's doing really well. Barry who's chipping away, he's probably on my hit list. Uh, Break even of 86, but they're playing West Coast, so I expect him to do well. So that's why he's staying. Real, I think, will get me through to that buy period anyway. Berry's probably on my hit list for possibly next week, from Berry to a premium. And Dacos, they're pretty much the only rookies on my field. Proust is killing it well enough where there's no real setting um set ruck for the second ruck there. So I think he's definitely chipping away where he's probably a keeper at this point. And Martin's probably keeping enough at this point until that sort of buy period anyway, averaging a 91. So I guess we'll see how we go there. And now I'm pretty well set. I've got 23 trades. Barry will probably go up next week. I'll go Carroll and try and downgrade. I might even need to try and find a, a loophole defender option here, maybe, because there's no real rookies out there. Gould if he gets a game ever. Um Hollands, I think, could be named this week as well. So there's another forward option that could be on the horizon in weeks to come. And really trying to attack that direction. So Dacos, see how he goes over the next couple of weeks. They got a real tough six weeks coming up. Break even a 74. So I might even move on him sooner rather than later, depending on how we go. I guess it will just depend. If McCartney and Koenig do okay, then maybe Dacos can kind of go out for a little bit. But I'm pretty much trying to upgrade this other midfield spot here. I want steel, but he's going to be probably my buy. They have the first buy, so I'm looking to go steel for after that buy. So I want to free up a spot there. Maybe that'll be Rail. Raoul to Steel would probably be really nice for me. Whitfield is someone I could look to upgrade over the next couple of weeks. Um, I might go Dacos instead of Whitfield initially. We'll see how we go. It's funny because Dacos is averaging more um, based on that 120 game he had against West Coast. So we'll see how we go. Basically, it's a week-by-week proposition, but this is a situation I'm really happy with at this moment with the good premiums on there, decent premiums with not too many rookies, Canelio Butters, Brody's someone I'll probably look at moving later, uh, probably after that sort of buy period maybe, when 5 comes back in, we'll see how he goes, if he keeps killing it. But they have North Melbourne this week. I'm still waiting for more data. I'm not thrown off by 170 school. Still averaging extremely well for someone who I paid 200000 for. So that's it for me this week, everyone. Neil into Gorn is pretty much all you'll ever need to know. If you only have a C option or an early loophole, I'd probably go with uh, even Dunkley. Probably could tear Port Adelaide apart into Neil. Neil against West Coast, I can't see them really tagging because they don't have the um, the capabilities pretty much to really try and lock him down, and he's really active through stoppages when he gets tagged anyway. So Locky Neal for me as the easiest C or VC this week, depending on what you can swing. That's it. Let me know what you think, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.